Right, recording. Um, good morning or good rising, good afternoon, good evening um, to anyone who's joining us on our broad- broadcast today, um, Sunday the 17th of November 2019. This is vlog number 20, uh, very special number for obvious reasons on our V2020 panel. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we've got a blockbuster. Uh, hangout today, no doubt. I'm very excited. Um, it's going to be a think tank mission today uh, on some topics that we've not, yeah, stumbled on, stumbled across. Um, I think there are many people out there researching this topic in depth, uh, but we are just about um, getting into it now. Uh, this is the topic of um, gases, uh, in particular, hydrogen. Uh, I think there are a few videos out uh, recently of people, you know, really trying to highlight or push the importance of hydrogen. In fact, um, I think Santos Bonacci, um, who's in Costa Rica at the moment, um, he did a show recently with, uh, with a young lad who's really heavily into hydrogen and he's really trying to get the hydrogen word out there. I, I can't think of his name. I'll try and plug his, um, his uh, YouTube um, in the description. But um, yeah, I think hydrogen is such a big topic, so important. It is a big key to unlocking a lot of the secrets that we're trying to to find. It's a big piece of the puzzle. Um, We're also going to link in other elements that I think are closely tied to hydrogen. Um, Topics like um, oxygen, obviously, and nitrogen in particular. Oxygen and nitrogen and hydrogen. Uh, those are the three elements we really want to hone in on today. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, I uh, just want to welcome um, our panel. Robin, as always, Pete, Tom in the background. He might join in at some point. Um, here at the Mystery School at Pineal, I've also got um, Lee and Anna. They're in the room with me, so they'll be advising me um, in case I get lost or muddled up. Um, so I'd like to officially welcome them to the team as well. And obviously everyone else in the back room um, who's listening in, um, welcome and thank you for joining us. Um, Robin, Pete, do you guys want to give a quick hello or add? Hello. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for um, having me here again, Martin. I'm looking forward to this conversation because I'm, um, I'm excited about, you know, just getting this new information out here like this. or So thanks a lot. Yeah, I'll just echo that. Uh, welcome everyone and excited to get this going. Yeah, fantastic, right. So uh, where do I begin? Um, you know, there's, I'm, I'm a little bit overwhelmed, if I'm honest with you, with this topic because uh, 
there's just so much to soak in. I know, Pete, you were saying earlier on that uh, you opened up the periodic table when we said we were going to be talking about this. I gave you short notice, unfortunately, because um, I wasn't quite sure what we were going to talk about. But um, it is overwhelming um, on the surface. Uh, so this, like I said, is going to be a think tank session. And uh, we're probably going to get some things not so correct. Um, so we're just going to put a quick disclaimer and say, uh, yeah, this is a think tank session. If anyone's listening and they're going, no, that's not true, or no, that's wrong, uh, just bear with us. Uh, we're just trying to figure this out. And um, if you're listening in and you do have insights into these topics that we're about to delve into, then please, please join us. We're likely to continue this topic uh, next week. Uh, you know, get in touch and uh, come on board and share whatever information or you have with us. Uh, we'll also try and get some experts um, on this topic uh, um, on the show, maybe as a guest at some point, um, maybe to help us plug in or fill in some gaps. So hydrogen. Um, here's the most interesting thing about hydrogen. Um, in mainstream science, they tell us that uh, pretty much everything in the universe is full of hydrogen. The sun is made up of hydrogen. The moon is full of hydrogen. The air has got loads of hydrogen. Water is mainly hydrogen. Our bodies need hydrogen. So, you know, when I, when I thought about this, I thought, this is, this is huge. I mean, hydrogen is literally everywhere. And then I opened the periodic table and noticed hydrogen is the first element on the periodic table, number one, the beginning. I thought, this is... This is amazing. There's something in this, the fact that hydrogen is everywhere. And then you brought me back to plasma. You know, we're talking and they say exactly the same thing about plasma. Plasma, you know, everything is made up of plasma. So I thought, well, they're saying the same thing about plasma as they're saying about hydrogen. So that got me thinking, what is the link between plasma and hydrogen? How does this all tie in? So, yeah, this is the rabbit hole that we ended up going down. Um, I'm just going to actually know, Pete, do you want to read the, um, do you want to pull up a, a, a description of what hydrogen is and read it or Robin? Um, are you just looking for a standard Wikipedia definition? Yeah. Just a standard mainstream definition of hydrogen. All right. Hydrogen is listed as a noun, a colorless, odorless, highly flammable gas, the chemical element of atomic number one. It shows an origin of Greek, hudro, which is water, um, and also Greek, um, I'm not pronouncing it right, but the genus um, connecting to make hydrogen. Yeah, so that is, that's beautiful. Um, I like the Greek interpretation, uh, genes, basically. So they're telling us something, hydrogen, genes. Um, it's also interesting that there are some elements uh, that have got the gen at the end and gen means creation, um, you know, as in generation or generate. Um, so hydrogen is the first element. It's got the gen at the end, meaning creation. Um, the Greeks called it the genes or gens or, you know, which is probably similar to genes. Um, so there's a lot of DNA coding in hydrogen. I think hydrogen, personally, this is my interpretation. 
um, I think hydrogen is actually plasma. You know, what we talk about, you know, this is, uh, you know, this plasma thing we talk about. I think plasma is hydrogen. Um, I'm, I'm, I haven't gone deep enough into it, but this is sort of what I'm starting to see now. And our light bodies that are within us, that we talk about these light bodies, this uh, plasma body is actually um, hydrogenated in its purest form. And when it's in our bodies, it's really, really dense, super dense. So it, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not activated because it doesn't have enough hydrogen in it. So the hydrogen needs to be fed in order to light up our light bodies, if that makes sense. And obviously, uh, like any other substance, in order for something to grow, it needs to be fed. And uh, it seems as if when you add nitrogen to hydrogen, it accelerates the hydrogen. So nitrogen is a good accelerator of hydrogen. And the other element is oxygen, um, which um, I think it gives it equilibrium or it starts to oxidize the hydrogen. So once again, we're told that uh, we need loads of oxygen and oxygen is the number one gas. I think it's the opposite. I think we need more nitrogen uh, than we need oxygen uh, to feed our hydrogen because our bodies are made up of hydrogen. So our light bodies are hydrogen-based. Uh, hydrogen and, uh, and then when you look further into it, you realize that plants um, have high concentrations of nitrogen that they get from the sun, which is an hydrogen body. So the sun feeds nitrogen into the green plants. And we're told we need to eat green plants because they give us nitrogen. Those of us on this journey now know that we're now discovering that obviously we should all be eating uh, plants. We should, we should be plant-based. And, you know, for all kinds of reasons. But it's becoming obvious that the reason why you eat plants or why we're being drawn to eat plants is because our souls, our light bodies, um, are yearning to be activated. So they need to be fed with this nitrogen. Nitrogen speeds things up. Um, yeah, that's where I am. I'm gonna talk about chemtrails as well and GMO foods and oxygen in a bit more detail, but I'll leave it at that for now and allow Pete and Robin to, uh, to share if you guys wanna share. Um, yeah, yep. yeah, definitely. So just to kind of just jump in a little bit on <clears throat> what you were saying, because uh, I did see that young guy um, who had that hydrogen machine, I can't remember his name either. I guess I could look it up and put it in the, in the, in the notes there. But um, one of the things that he talked about, and this is what I shared with you earlier, is the idea that um, when you put um, hydrogen in a balloon, it rises into the air. But when you put oxygen in a balloon, like, you know, we just blow up a balloon, what does it do? It falls to the ground. And he was, he, when he made that, you know, and, and he was using it to correlate it to life and death, you know, and it really hit me. I'm like, wow, you know, when we think about the idea of ascension, you know, the, the energies that are coming in to, to aid in ascension and waking us up and, you know, elevating our body structures and um, removing the toxins and, um, you know, removing some of the carbon base and going more crystalline based and et cetera, as the, uh, the core of the sun core in the planet is crystalline, you know, we, that's been proved by geophysicists. So it's no reason why as that light is radiating more and more out of the, um, the, the center of the earth or the royal in the form of a royal borealis, 
and the relation of the sun to the black sun or the crystalline core and us receiving all this, you know, incredible um, heightened forms of energy, then it would make sense that <clears throat> uh, something like hydrogen, you know, really does contribute to, um, you know, our, our ascending or our expansion or our opening up or whatever. And we always talk about when we go down that road of looking at um, the truths and, and the non-truths in this realm, things are always flipped. So, you know, it would stand a reason <laughs> that being told, we, you know, the number one thing that we need to live is oxygen and water, right? <laughs> For that to not be a total truth. So um, I definitely resonate with, with this conversation around that idea. And the other thing that I was thinking about is um, the idea when I looked at the word hydrogen as well, I came to a similar conclusion that um, in order to elevate the high has to do with our ascension, our expansion, and the idea of the drove being water or um, to hydrate, to hydrate. And so in order for our gene or our DNA structure to continue to upgrade and to receive the, um, these new energies that are coming in, you know, the idea, the hydrogen in the word is, is, is implicit, um, that we need more and more of that. And then the other thing that I was going to say around um, uh, that is that on the periodic table, which has been reorganized, because when I was doing my, my research around this, uh, around the water resonance, I came across this hydrogen, as I had said to you before, um, Martin, then I kind of went down that rabbit hole and found that the original peri periodic table, like the ones that the Mayans had for the elements, hydrogen is in the middle. And this whole, uh, the whole periodic table is a circle which we know that we would probably resonate. When I looked at that table, I resonated more with that table. I have an example of it at some point if you want me to put it up as a screen share. But I resonated more with that table. And then also I came across another one when hydrogen was in the middle and it created the, the, the Fibonacci sequence of everything. That, and so it just started making more sense that as a number one element, it's number one for a reason that has to do with so many of the building blocks of um, material or matter um, in this realm. So that said, I really thought about the fact that as you were, as you're getting ready to move into the idea of um, chemtrailing and um, it was two things and the, and the water and air, <clears throat> air being full of hydrogen as a molecule and like you, like you said, the sun being 91% hydrogen. Um, is that a reason why that's being blocked out? So then I kind of took a look into barium, which is one of the, you know, one of the things they say are in chemtrails. And, you know, of course, barium is, it, you know, tries to adversely affect the results of hydrogen that we get from the sun and the air. So I just, I mean, I'm fascinated by this thing and I'm, I'm really interested in the, in the build and us discovering more about it. So I'll, I'll stop there, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic. I think, Robin, what you're referring to from, um, you know, the periodic table looking more like a wheel and the Fibonacci, Walter Russell, um, you know, dug into this quite a bit. He has a, I have his book on my bookshelf. It's something I, I, I look at every once in a while, but I have not gone into it in depth. Um, it's, you have, to, I feel like this, this goes for all the books that I have. I feel like every time, you know, I go back to them after, you know, maybe growing or expanding a consciousness a little bit, my interpretations 
are, are much different than they were the, the first time. So it's con constantly, you know, picking, picking at these things now and again. Um, but that being said, um, I don't know if maybe I'll share, can I share my screen, Martin? Is that okay? So let yeah. me know. All right. So this is, this is a, it's a hard to see obviously in a small screen. Um, I'll, I'll, sh I'll send you this file so you can add it to the, to the video, but, um, it's obviously very, very complex. I mean, there's a lot of small writing. I'll zoom in right here, but this is, this is Walter Russell's work. It, it's a lot to take in, but you can see it. It's the spinning of expansion and then it spins actually back forth into contraction. He actually starts at the center point as alpha non, um, and that spins out to beta non gamma non, and then you have hydron. Um, and you see this, this baseline is where we see a lot of these base elements that we, you know, we're referring to. Um, like I said, it, it's really tough to, to really explain. Um, I don't have a, a, a deep enough understanding or understanding of this to really convey it and articulate it in an appropriate manner. Um, but another file that came up too when I was looking was this one, um, which I think is, is similar to what um, Walter Russell was, was showing. And this is by the Theosophy um, Society in 1933. And so again, it's playing off what we talk about from, from wave standpoint, sine wave, you can see the back and forth, um, but it starts with hydrogen at the top and then splitting into these other ones which they're calling a darium and occultum. Um, but then it gets down to helium and that's where we start to see the, the real um, expansion into these various forms um, to, to start the base of what we kind of perceive as this physical plane. It, it's again, it's really, really interesting and it's a lot to take in. And, and I, I don't have enough understanding of this to, to really, like I said, explain it. Um, but what I can, what I can touch on and, and I'll stop sharing my screen for this moment, but uh, is from an etymological standpoint, I told you I, I've started, started to uh, try to break these things down. Um, I have a lot more work to do, but you know, kind of this early stage of explanation, I break hydrogen down as, the H, the Y, and the D, then the R and the O, and then the G and the N. Now you talked about gene, like gene and, and generation. I, you know, I, I said before, I think the G is the fractalization. You know, that's what we can refer to when we look at, think of ourselves as God, is that of that higher self, that etheric presence. Um, and that N, the upward and downward arrow, you know, can kind of convey several things. It can be conflict, it can be um, balance, um, and so looking at those, those letters and that word together, you know, I kind of explain it as choosing dimensional form. So that hydra or hiding, right? Um, when we enter this, this uh, material plane, you know, with the intent on growing, I, I, you know, I can look at it like we're hiding. Um, so choosing dimensional form to grow with the intent on returning to wholeness via the balance with higher self. And so H, the Y, the D, your you know, H is amplification or, or heightened. The Y is that choice or, you know, question that D is that dimensional form. Um, the R and the O, I look at, at uh, the return um, and the O is like wholeness or, or, or you can also look at the O as a wheel. Um, and that G in the end, like I said, is that fractalized form in the higher self. And so again, I, I said hydrogen, choosing dimensional form to grow with intent on returning to wholeness via the balance with the higher self. Um, I also looked at oxygen, you know, oxygen, um, I broke it down to the O and the X, then the Y and the G and the N. And the O and the X, you can look at like a rotating wheel. 
you know, the X is kind of showing you instead of the cross, you're, you're rotating a little bit. So it's almost implying rotation. Um, you can also look at the X as the upward and downward arrow, except in centered, so almost like balance. Um, the Y, again, is that question, and the G and the N I already talked about. And so I looked at oxygen like rotating wheel of time to choose to create balance with higher self. And oxygen is actually atomic number eight. And so that would make sense as in regards to our, our life loops, right? In this arcane, um, incarnated form, we're here, we enter with the intent on, on growth, um, but also with the risk of, of not being able to exit on our first go round, that we're gonna go through many, many loops to, to you know, perfect our being while also to, to bring and eliminate any karmic debt and bring ourselves back into balance before we can exit, kind of rediscovering ourselves, if you will. Uh, which I think we're all starting to go through that process of doing. And so those are the two words that you had sent this morning that I, I started to dig into. And I've also started to look at the, the, the rest of those first um, nine elements of, you know, helium, lithium, beryllium, boron, carbon, uh, nitrogen, and fluorine. So we'll stop there. Yeah, great work, guys. Great, 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 great work. It's quite apparent that we've got a lot to chew on, uh, a lot to try and decode. And um, something that I'm keen on doing is um, hopefully we can try and keep this on, on track because the danger of this is we could get into a big rabbit hole. And before we know it, we're, um, we're looking into rabbit holes that, have, uh, that are pointing us to, to what we're trying to achieve in this group or what our point of destination is. So I'm constantly trying to rein myself in and rein the team here in as well because uh, there's just so much to look into. So I think what I would like, if possible, if you guys are in agreement, is for us to focus mainly on um, these elements in relation to our bodies and uh, in relation to this thing that we're calling ascension and um, in particular, because that is ultimately... I think where we're mostly focused at within this group. Um, but yeah, thank you, Robin. And thank you, Pete, uh, for that breakdown. And, uh, and Robin for the insight as well. I think uh, uh, it's a good place to start. Um, I just want to pick up on uh, you know, a couple of things that both of you said. Um, first of all, um, obviously, oxygen, like you said, uh, Robin, oxygen is an oxidating uh, gas. Um, it is, it, oxidation means death, basically. It means to, to remove life. Um, so it's interesting that uh, oxygen is called that. It's, it's hidden in the name. And, um, and obviously, as P broke down hydrogen and Robin, hydrogen obviously means um, um, to uplift. Um, it's in the name, but it's also in the properties of the gas. The gas rises. It's a very light gas. So, you know, hydrogen being number one, oxygen being number eight. Eight, obviously, being that number of um, regeneration or, or recycling, if you like, um, like Pete pointed out. So there's a lot of decoding that we could do by looking at this periodic table. And I agree. I think this, uh, this square periodic table is reminiscent of how we've all been squared into this reality. You know, nature doesn't operate in squares. So I think this was done deliberately to put us off the scent and to maybe shut off a part of our consciousness that maybe recognizes the truth in these elements. So when people go to school and they learn about these elements, uh, they are under a, a square spell. They are penned. They are boxed into these sentences. Um, when, if things are circular, 
um, it's, it's, it's a better coding of language because that is how nature works. Nature works in, in circles and in, in, um, in more geometric shapes in that, in that way. So, yeah. Right, real quick, while you, as you talk about the circle, um, do you, is it okay if I screen share that particular Mayan chart so people can get a different relationship to that periodic yes. Okay, yes, I'll please. do Go ahead and talk and I'll just go ahead and share it. Yes, please. Yeah, so um, definitely, I think, uh, I think that's what we'll use as our base. We'll look at some of the um, circular periodic tables, the Mayan one and Walter Russell's as well. And uh, I think those are probably closer. And I think by studying them, we'll probably pick up um, better, um, uh, what are they called? Prints of information or coding within there. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Hydrogen, um, I think I'm just going to simplify it as best as I can. Uh, the war that's happening right now, the spiritual war that we're talking about, uh, the age that we're in right now, the reason why we're all in this dense form is because we've been deprived of hydrogen. Hydrogen is the fuel for human beings. This is what really fuels our souls. And uh, if you want to control people, you just deprive them of hydrogen. In the same way, if you have a vehicle or a car, if you don't want it to move, you just don't put fuel in it, or you put lesser quality fuel, and that car will not perform as efficiently as it should in all ways. And I think this is what's happened to us. Um, you know, people say water is life and we need to drink water. We actually don't need to drink water. The reason why we drink water is because we want the hydrogen that's in the water. Right? That is what we're after in the water. So the water itself is, is not what we want or what we need. It's the hydrogen in the water, the gas that's in the water. Um, and the same reason why we eat plants. We don't need to eat food. I know we've been talking about going plant-based. We don't need to eat food. In our natural state as gods, we should be living off prana. Prana is hydrogen. That's what prana is. We should be living off prana. They say that the sun is 90 whatever percent hydrogen and those who are into pranic energy will say oh you don't eat all you do is look into the sun and you'll get prana from the sun well it's quite obvious that prana is hydrogen that's the gas that feeds our souls or our light bodies and it's interesting that it's called a light body you know we call this soul the light body in these new age circles uh, it's interesting it's called a light body it's also interesting that um, hydrogen is the lightest element the periodic table like robin highlighted you know, so if you want your light body to be lighter, you need to have more hydrogen within your body and you'll become lighter and lighter and lighter. Uh, it's really obvious. The reason why we have to eat plants right now is because our hydrogen levels are so depleted within our souls um, that we need to accelerate or open up the pores that allow more hydrogen to be absorbed into our being. And like I said, nitrogen is an accelerator. It accelerates um, the rate at which your body can take in um, hydrogen. So it's almost like having a good oil in a car. You know, if you have a really good oil in a car, it improves the efficiency of how um, that car is distributing its petrol or how it's, how it's running in general. And that's what nitrogen is. Nitrogen is like the oil um, that makes things run. So when we're eating plants, it's because we're trying to repair 
damaged genes within our plasmic hydrogenated light bodies within us. So plants are helping to accelerate that awakening, if you like, or that increase or that, um, um, what's the word? Yeah, that increase in, in, in DNA upgrade. Uh, let's call it that. Um, so this is why eating plants and going plant-based is super, super, super important because it's feeding, it's feeding you what, uh, what your body really needs, which is hydrogen. Now, when we eat meat, meat is full of oxygen. Um, and, you know, you see it with, uh, you know, if you buy a cow or if you buy beef and, uh, and you leave it for a few days, it starts to oxidize. It turns green or gray. That's oxidation. It's starting to die. And oxidation, like we said, is, is death. So when we eat things like meat, you're eating an oxidant. You're eating something that is oxidating your hydrogenated plasma body. So your hydrogen is being oxidated and you're actually dying, which is the saying, you know, you are what you eat. If you eat death, you become death. And that death is not necessarily always on a physical level. We're now talking on a spiritual level or on a soul level, on the plasma level, you know, the inside of you, your soul. So um, it's really simple the way I see it. I mean, for me, I try and break things down to their simplest form. And, you know, that just completely makes sense to me as to why we've been given the meat program and we've been given these foods that are high in metals. It's interesting, hydrogen is non-metallic, you know, obviously. Um, uh, and it's interesting why we're given foods with metals, high in metals, um, high in oxygen. Uh, it's to deplete our hydrogen within our bodies, which makes us even more dense. And that denseness is a shutting down of our DNA. So what we're trying to do is reverse uh, this process and try and activate our DNA that is being deactivated by hydrogenating ourselves, hydrating our hydrogen light bodies. Um, and we're using things like plants, eating plants to accelerate um, uh, that activation. And I reckon once your light body is fully repaired, you don't need to eat plants anymore. The plants have done their job because your light body is fully repaired. Uh, you can now literally absorb prana or hydrogen straight from the ether, straight from the sun and the moon. And, uh, and that will nourish, nourish your soul, nourish your being. Um, this is how I'm seeing it. Of course, I'm talking about this from a very futuristic perspective. For those of you listening in, um, uh, this is obviously uh, a little bit beyond this time and space. So this broadcast that we're talking about today is very much time travel conversation. This is conversation of the future. This is Eden talk, if you like. Uh, this is Silver Age talk. This is, um, you know, way ahead of the curve right now. So I totally understand that. Uh, if anyone's listening to this and, uh, and wondering how this fits in, uh, this is the perspective that we're talking from. So, um, yeah, that's just what I wanted to share. Does anyone want to add on to that? Um, yeah, unless people's going to jump in. I um, definitely, and I think that one of the things that <clears throat> I was just looking at my notes from the week here, and one of the things that, um, and, and maybe to bring this conversation, because I do feel like, you know, what you were just saying um, about this being a bit of a futuristic con conversation, but the, at the same time, it's firmly grounded and rooted in 
um, the current deception and uh, conversations about chemtrails. And so I think that's something that most everyone who's listening to this um, broadcast will be able to relate to because, you know, we've been being told so much about the nature of chemtrails, what the purposes of chemtrails are and all of that, you know, and we know most of what if, as they began, as the they's began to admit, oh yeah, we're chemtrailing after so much long as saying they weren't, <clears throat> they looked at, um, and the reasons for chemtrailing, of course, weather modification helping to deal with um, climate control and, you know, the, um, all, you know, all of the, the talking points, which we know are not true. So we know that's not the reason. And I know for a long time myself, I've been just sensing that it has something to do with this, this our evolution. It has something to do with that after the Mayan calendar, um, after, the, after 12, 12, 12, um, the prediction of the Mayan calendar, when we, when we opened another portal and we moved, began moving through that portal, new energy was coming in to this realm from the sun. And I do believe that it's a ramping up of, like you said, the hydrogen um, as an ascension molecule. And that ramping up <clears throat> became so apparent that let's say the, the, uh, the over the, the the overlay of this matrix, you know, that's what I call it because I don't really believe in empowering it anyway. So we just call it an overlay um, that's got a, a different agenda. Um, began to uh, ramp up things like controlling the amount of this life force that was going to be coming into us because they couldn't control the fact that the planet is expanding and there is this whole growth factor that's happening which has been, you know, being uh, monitored for 20 plus years by ge geophysicists, right? So they, they can't stop, <laughs> can't stop this powerful uh, expansion that's occurring. But what you can do is maybe try to veil it and control it. So the idea of chemtrailing um, seemed to make sense that, well, you know, they're trying to control something that's coming in that's beneficial to us, not all this weather, weather you know, um, modification. And um, so when we think about it from the conversation of hydrogen, which you're introducing here, Martin, it makes a lot of sense that if the, as we talked about the sun being um, largely hydrogen, and then the, the water molecules in air carrying, a, you know, an incredible amount of hydrogen, then these are two, you know, life-giving forces. And then water being the third, we being told we just have to drink a lot of water, a lot of water, but we know the water has been tampered with forever. And we've been told, oh, the reason water is calcifying the pineal gland and all that. But you and I had a conversation a few weeks back where we realized, you know, we I talked to you, we were sharing back and forth and I, and you know, because I had had the realization that, that the pine, they can't affect the pineal gland either. It's not calcified. You know, if we think about as many times you close your eyes and it's active, that thing is active. So the reason for water could maybe have more with the, um, the, the hydrogen molecules being, um, being corrupted by the fluoride and fluoridation, because we know that any of the ides um, are um, uh, a, uh, a replacement for the natural ide of iron. And when you go down this hydrogen rabbit hole, you start realizing that also hydrogen can connect with the element of iron um, in a positive, health-giving, life-giving way. So then it would make more sense that let's replace the ides in the body with chloride, fluoride, all that, 
so that the high, so that the the um, the thyroid can't take in the iron from the body because all these iodes have floated in and filled all the iron receptors in our body, which also makes us not um, not have the ability to take in hydrogen is easy because of the hydrogen iron um, um, correlation. And then on top, if that's not enough, then the barium and all these other things that are supposed to be in chemtrails also act as blockers. So it block, you know, you, you, people are having more problems with skin, you know, skin cancers and all kinds of things that have to do with that. And so I'm speculating too, that the skin breathes in. I remember, um, my, um, my Tai Chi um, uh, teacher instructor, he you know, shares a lot of uh, the stories of his sifus. And he talks about one who was able to hold his breath for 20 minutes because he was able to breathe through his skin. Whoa, okay, that being the case, you know, is hydrogen an easier molecule as a gas to bring through the skin and hydrate the body and, and um, give um, uh, you know, life to the body because we're so focused on thinking it's oxygen, you know? So, I mean, there's a lot of things to delve into here, but I'm suggesting too that these chemtrails um, are designed to block the cosmic intelligent, universal cosmic intelligence that is naturally coming in right now in waves from the sun and from the great central sun at the center of the earth, and that this expansion of the earth cannot be stopped. And so the, the more that we are aware and we elevate our bodies so that we are closer to the hydrogen component, we rise above the splitting of the earth that's happening because we're like the balloon. We just rise above it. You know, we can't be captured by it. So those are some of my ideas. I'll stop there. Yeah, I can't agree anymore, Robin. Um, I just had goosebumps as you were speaking there because, uh, yeah, we, we're all nodding in here as you were speaking in agreement. Uh, that's exactly the same conclusions that we came to, that obviously, you know, they, they can't stop it. All they're trying to do is keep the batteries low. And it's this tug of war that's happening because the cosmos or the universe is obviously sending in more hydrogen. The sun is intensifying um, its hydrogen um, um, release and the moon and what the matrix is doing is at the moment they're trying to block it's all about blocking um, blocking us from receiving this hydrogen which will give us DNA upgrades and awaken us um, so what's happening is you know for those who are a bit more mature um, spiritually uh, we have to well we're, we're in the fight fight for hydrogen this is a hydrogen war <laughs> you know uh, we're desperately trying to receive as much hydrogenated molecules or atoms or whatever you want to call them as, as we can and absorb them as much as we can. And yes, you're right. I think our skin obviously uh, definitely does breathe and absorb this because your light body, um, well, your light body is beneath, it's in your blood. It's, 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 it's locked within your blood. It's oxidated within your blood. You know, as a full spectrum being, we shouldn't have blood flowing through our body. We should have light flowing through our body. That's what needs to be flowing through our body, not blood, light. Uh, the reason why it's blood is because we're dense at the moment. It's full of um, oxides. It's full of, uh, you know, nasties, basically, that we've put into ourselves over many, many generations. 
And it seems like now as the cycle is turning, as we're starting to awaken, we're starting to realize that we're trying to get back up the curve as much as we can. Uh, there are obviously those who are going to be ahead of the curve um, um, that are realizing that actually what we need to do is remove our denseness, come from dense to light and bring back the light within us, our light bodies. And you hear this in all kinds of circles, in, in religious circles, uh, you hear it in new age circles, you hear it in occult and esoteric circles. They always talk about this, the light within you, the light within you. And we think it's metaphor. Well, I think it's actually literal. You know, there is a light within us. It's dim at the moment. Uh, Lee was just saying, you know, our batteries are low and uh, we just need to uh, top up our batteries to, and the light will come on basically. So all these things that we're doing, eating right, breathing, sun gazing, frequencies, what you listen to, what you're looking at, all of that is to do with controlling the intake of molecules uh, that, that are coming uh, you know, into your light body. What type of light are you ingesting through your hair, through your skin, through your mouth, through all, all parts of you? And, uh, and chemtrails are a big part of it. This is what they're doing with chemtrails. They're putting these um, elements in there, obviously to suppress the amount of hydrogen that we can absorb, which will then, of course, activate DNA and, uh, and, and, you know, and unlock our soul, set us free, set the light within you free. Uh, so this is the, the game that's happening. And I think it ties into the event as well, this event that's coming. This is going to be the grand, the final um, burst of hydrogen, if you like. They talk about the sun one day exploding and burning everyone. Uh, you know, I think that burning is an inverted burning. It will be a burning, but it'd be a burning of light, of consciousness, of hydrogen. It'd be an acceleration of hydrogen, what we're calling the plasma event. That plasma is hydrogen, which will come from the sun. So that will be the final big burst of hydrogen that will be re uh, uh, released into, into our realm. And of course, uh, they are doing all they can to suppress how much of this hydrogen or this plasma uh, that, we, that we, we take in. Uh, so it's really good to know this. And um, obviously, the more nitrogen that you start harboring into your body now, right, through the foods that you're eating, through breathing, uh, through all these exercises that we're doing and practices, when that event happens, your body is set uh, to absorb maximum hydrogen or plasma during that event because you've already preset all the temperatures, if you like, all the dials are ready to, to, uh, to absorb that hydrogen. This is why we're doing all these things. Uh, so I think when the event happens, this is when everything will be well, turned on or activated because we'll be topped up. Our batteries will have a, a big burst of, of energy, a big surge of energy, if you like. Um, and this is how I'm starting to see all of this happening. And that's where the magic will happen. So like I put, I put a video out, um, I think it was a year ago, uh, where I sort of spoke about this. I got a download. Um, I forgot what it was. I think it was called Detox 2020 or something. I, I, yeah, it's, it's on the channel anyway. And, uh, and at the time, I didn't really understand what I was seeing, that download. And I talked about this burst of energy that will come and those who are prepared or prepared, this is the pairing of energy, will be charged by this plasma event. And I didn't know what that was in detail, but it's starting to come to light. And it's starting to make sense why we need to be on plant-based. Those of us who are uh, spiritually ready 
um, to turn ourselves on, to turn on that light within us and become um, super beings, if you like, and move on to this next realm of space and time. Um, this is why we need to be doing these practices of sun gazing and, uh, and all these things. Uh, um, and this is why I think they, they bring out these superhero movies with lots of plasma in them. You know, we talked about Raising Dion. Uh, the other day we watched X-Men. There was lots of plasma in there. Um, you know, all the superhero films, they're all full of this plasma discharge that happens and that activates people and they all of a sudden have these superpowers. Uh, I think they, you know, I think that is literal. I think that is definitely going to happen literally. It's pre-programming. Uh, sorry, Peter, I hijacked your space. Uh, if you want to jump in. No, that was perfectly fine. I was second guessing whether or not I should share what I was going to share because I felt like it might be taking us off of topic. Um, but as I, as you know, my, my mind is always looking at the words and, you know, something came to mind regarding, you know, hidden and it's, you know, it's relationship to Eden. And it made me think of that, you know, gospel of Thomas, um, parable regarding all that is hidden will be revealed. Um, so well, now that I've said it, I might as well share what I was going to share. But, uh, you know, when you look at hidden, you know, H-I-D-D-E-N, you know, I have a tendency to take out the vowels. So then breaking it down to H-D and then D-N. And those two Ds are both those halves, right? When you, when you flip them against each other, you have a full circle. And so to me, it looks like you have the amplified half and the other half is in balance. And so hidden is, is almost like your amplified you know, full form that's in balance, right? And reve re uh, revealed is almost like reveiled. And so, you know, the, all is hidden will be revealed or reveiled. It's almost suggesting that hidden is, you know, what we can perceive as, as that which is in the spiritual, which we think about this, right? All is consciousness, all is mind. And so it's not materialized, it is hidden. And so hidden is a good thing. It's, it's the optimal etheric, um, you know, essence uh, of being, um, but revealing is, is then putting it within the covering of material, um, which, you know, then made me think of Eden. And, and we talked about Eden in the end, but what if it's just E, the I is often interchanged with the E, um, like Italia. Um, so it's, it's, what if it's IDN? So the ID in, in, in the end, so it's incarnated dimensional form in balance. So Eden is just it's not a, a physical destination. It's, it's a conceptual. When we reach that balance of this incarnated form, we've essentially reached Eden, which will then give us the keys to then conceptualize the, the next step to when, you know, when we quote unquote die within this material plane, we will then, you know, have the, the door opened to take that next step out of this, this school. Um, but what also came to mind is something I, I met with Max earlier in the week and, you know, we had a great, you know, a great discussion and it reminded me of um, this entry into my journal, which I'm just going to read to you now because I think it's applicable. But I said, the cross by which Jesus was crucified is the cross or the axis of this reality of time and space. The latitudinal axis is temporal and the longitudinal axis is dimensional. Jesus individuated into a personification of source energy or God and was then crucified, entering the material plane of existence. There he experienced the suffering associated with physicality and returned having earned his growth in consciousness, thus demonstrating to the other etheric forms the benefits of a journey into and out of matter. And so it makes me think that death is here. 
Like we, we perceive ourselves as being alive right now, but we're actually in the realm of death. Um, where alive is, is outside of this physicality. Uh, and so when you, it's, you know, we, I think we talked about this before, everything seems to be reversed or inversed, you know, as far as the way we've been taught. And it's like, once you start to reshape that perception, things start to make sense. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Oh, perfectly put, Pete, perfectly put. Um, I was going uh, to, well, yeah, go ahead. I wanted to go back go to ahead, Robin. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no. Okay. Well, what I was thinking is that, that that's good stuff. I always like breaks down the words. Tell you. Um, and you were talking about plasma, um, Martin, and the blood. And two things came to me. Like, like first, one of the one of the things we've accepted as true science. And I'm not a doctor nor uh, a scientist, so I've only been able to go on this. Um, my belief was developed around what I was told, but the idea we've been told that when our blood comes out of our veins, that it changes color. We've been told that, but we've been told that what, like our blood is like a deep blue or a deep dark purple blue or something like that. But when it comes out, it comes red. So since, you know, there's this allusion to the blood changes color, Suppose, to your point earlier about light running through our body and through our veins, that the true color of the blood would be plasma color, which is clear, right? And that through wrong um, eating and, and habits that have been forced upon us from birth, and now how inoculations and stuff are being forced on babies before they even leave the hospital at a couple of days old, this is only getting, you know, more, you know, sinister but that 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 extra color that develops in our blood let's say that in fact it is a purple blue let's just you know go with that is the toxins that really shouldn't be in the blood and that the blood to your point should be running clear and should be plasma because i've had a, um, a doctor break down to me how plasma is derived um through this whole spinning process and that there's that, you know, it spins at a very high rate, the blood, so that it separates the plasma from all of the other elements that are in the blood. And you end up with a very small amount of plasma to the amount of blood that would have been, um, um, you know, to the amount of blood that was put into the, into the device in the first place. Well, that being the case, I've been told, she, she actually explained to me that the rest of that stuff in the blood is junk. It gets thrown away. Like it's nothing really of use in it. So then I'm thinking, well, that surely would, you know, kind of be comparable to toxins, you know, and what have you. And we know that the type of blood that runs through our vein has everything to do with the type of food that we've put into our bodies. And then the, just to kind of then separate off from that, as we talk about blood and plasma, because I think you're really onto something with that plasma running through our, our blood thing being plasma not what we're told is blood i noticed that um even as a woman myself um i've all, basically always been vegetarian but when i started taking more stuff out of my diet when i was younger like um breads and a lot of the um the you know what they call the whites your breads your your sugars and all that stuff that we know have a lot of toxins in them i noticed that my own um female cycle the amount of um the monthly um so blood <laughs> was way reduced 
So then what we're told for women that, you know, we have the monthly because we're, you know, getting rid of the, you know, it's cleaning the body and when you didn't, you know, fertilize, blah, blah, blah. Well, then if that's the case, if I clean up my eating, reduce the amount that my body actually had to then get rid of, we kind of fall in line with the fact that the cleaner we're eating um, and introducing less, less toxins, that means less um, toxins get in the blood. And we know that the blood runs through every organ and the blood then has to go back through the kidneys for purification. Well, let's say the, the blood is running through every organ to bring us life and to bring us ascension and bring us, you know, a greater connection to the cosmic mind. But yet this blood is spending most of its time now trying to get all of this toxins that's in every organ out and try to filter it out through the kidney to try to start the process of what plasma was designed in the first place. I wanted to throw that out there. And then the other thing I wanted to remind us that you brought up in the beginning of the, of the dream that you, me, and Pete had <clears throat> a month or so ago, we had the same dream about plasma, but we had it all different ways. And so, you know, could that have been a, 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 a information coming in as a download um, as we move up onto this portal that's coming up next month? Um, and, you know, I talked to you about that and about the opportunity of, to share that on the next show. But I really think there's something to this, um, this acceleration around all that we're talking about right now. And the idea that we're in the eighth year after the 12th. 12, 12, 12, and we know what eight is, right? And so I feel like the last eight years has been preparing our avatars and, and upgrading us so that we go through this next vortex um, coming up, that it's gonna upgrade us even further. And so I just wanted to throw all that out and remind us about our dreams on this very topic. <laughs> oh, well said, guys, well said, both, both ends. Uh... <laughs> Um, I was taking, I was taking mental notes there. I should have been taking physical notes because, uh, you guys covered quite a bit there, but before I forget, I just want to touch on, on, um, the calendar, you know, someone put a, a guy called Jose King, uh, on the last video that it did, I actually pinned the comment and he noted that, uh, the Kemetic and Mayan calendars are eight years behind our current Gregorian calendar. So we currently use a solar calendar, which is the Gregorian one, when really everything should be based on the lunar calendar. So in actual fact, if that is the case, according to the Mayans and the Kemetics um, and the lunar calendar, 2012 is actually next year. This year is 2011. So when the Mayans said apocalypse on 1221, um, uh, 2012, they were right. They actually, the 2012 is next year. The reason why we don't know is because that was changed um, to, to the current Gregorian calendar that we use. So yes, uh, this confirms to me again, you know, when we look into it, that definitely um, I think the event or this big thing that's happening is going to happen next year. And yes, the Mayans were absolutely right in saying 2012 because 2012 is next year. So I just want to put that out there before I forget. I also wanted to touch on what Pete said about everything being upside down and inside out and all these things. Um, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, we, we, we think, like Pete said, we think we're alive in this world. We think this world is, is real and we're alive. And in actual fact, everything is genuinely inside out and upside down. Um, we're actually dead. 
the reason why we're dead is because our our real bodies our real earth bodies which is your light body your soul your soul is your physical body on earth it is actually a physical body but it's more of a gas it's not a physical in the dense form that we think of physicality today it's a light body so in higher ages in the silver age in the golden age we have our original bodies we shed this dense physical body of skin and bones and all this this is a this body is made to decay because it's an artificial body that's why it rots that's why we get old um that's that's an indication um so we're constantly oxidizing from the day we're born like robin pointed out um you know because we are in artificial bodies it's almost like um you know sony releasing a video game and this video game is a vr interactive game and you have to wear a certain suit a body suit a skin suit and when you wear the skin skin suit it puts you it immerses you into a different world and what happens is after a while you forget that you your real body is inside a skin suit and this is what's happened to us we've now forgotten that we're wearing skin suits these are not real bodies this body is not our real body this body is a skin suit for this fake vrr that we're in in this lower age i'll say fake but i'm not saying it in a in a negative connotation that anyone's doing it to us it's just part of the of the cycle as you all know um but it's certainly um highlighting that we're definitely in the iron age in the age of decay in the age of rust in the age of um falling etc etc and we're slowly starting to ascend ourselves into a higher state of of being so this ascending ourselves is shedding this fake vr body that we have that we're wearing we're now starting to realize that no i don't need skin and i don't need physical blood you know my skin is actually hidden within these things my real body is hidden within this thing uh that we call our body our physical body so a physical body is an artificial construct we should not have this we should be inside out um and i think this is what's going to happen you know we're talking lee and anna here we had a, a deep meditative uh, session early in the week and we got really deep into this and we're talking about this essential um um how is this going to look like how might it look like this thing we're calling ascension during the uh, uh the event and we were saying well, it only makes sense that you know if we do the right things now if we hydrogenate ourselves enough now when this event happens what's likely to happen is we become inside out exactly like that movie i think there's a cartoon called inside out where they show these beings with like a they're like blue blobish beings they've got like a jelly outside their physical bodies and uh and i think a few movies also allude to this and i think this is what's going to happen we're going to become inside out your soul will come and it will give your body a halo a glow you will glow or you have a halo around your physical body and this is when you will become your real self you know the pinocchio becomes a boy um and once you've done this you are now a plasma being you are now a a, a fully hydrogenated being uh your hydrogen is outside your carbon your carbon is now inside the hydrogen instead whereas at the moment our carbon is on top of the hydrogen so we are inside out hence we cannot access our superpowers hence we don't have direct links to the things that we are fully capable of our superpowers um so when this happens i think this is how we will then be able to open a portal because once your hydrogen 
your light body is on the outside, you are now able to directly interact with the hydrogen in the air. And the hydrogen in the air will be amplified during that event. You know, it will be extremely, extremely amplified. So we will have direct connection. Your soul will have direct connection with the air around you, the ether. And this is how we'll be able to open portals wherever you are in the world. We'll literally be able to open a portal or tear um, uh, um, a hole through space and walk into another dimension um, wherever you are, basically. If you're in a place where uh, obviously you allow, the air is being allowed to fully hydrogenate. And this goes into 5G. I think this is what they're doing with 5G. I think 5G is going to be turned on to suppress the levels of hydrogen in the air during the event. So people in the cities, the air will not be hydrogenated enough. So even if you are, um, if you yourself have done enough and you can um, turn yourself inside out or you are turned inside out during that event, you may not be able to open that portal because you're living in a place where the air is not hydrogenated enough for you to be able to interact with it. And you, you know, you, you, yeah, basically. So this is why it's important to be close to places where there's nature or less 5G and less chemtrails and less all these things because those places out in nature obviously will have the best chance to be fully hydrogenated during the event. Um, so again, all these things are not there to kill us. 5G is not there to kill us. Uh, chemtrails are not there to kill us. They're there to suppress um, us from becoming what we should be during this stage or what could or what we could be rather uh, during this transitional pro, uh, process. But again, it's meant to be that way because not everyone is meant to be ascending. Some have to stay behind and continue the game, continue the paradigm. Uh, but certainly for those who are meant to be moving on, this is our window of opportunity for us to open a window uh, for a new opportunity in a new dimension or a new realm of space and time. And I know this all sounds sci-fi-ish for some of you listening. For some of you listening, just completely makes sense. That's great. Again, as always, quick disclaimer, take what resonates, ignore what doesn't. Those who are on this path, you know exactly what I'm saying and you will, you will, you will get it and uh, it's meant for you at this point in time. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share that. Um, I think it's really important because I'm starting to really see a clear picture of how, how we're going to do this and how this is all going to play out. Um, it's all linked to the hydrogen and the plasma and preparing ourselves so that we can pair ourselves with the air. You want, to, you want your light body, your hydrogen in your body, to be able to pair with the hydrogen in the air um, when, when the event happens. This is where you get the word prepare. It's, it's getting yourself ready for a pairing, uh, becoming one, connecting with the ether. Um, and once you do that, then obviously you are able to pretty much do magic. Literally, you can do anything open, you know, portals and all sorts. Yeah. Um, Robin? Or Pete? Yeah, I tell you, I'm just so busy here listening and taking this in and I'm moving my uh, window around so much to try to find that mute button. But um, no, definitely. And, and to your point about the glow and the halo, I had made a note um, earlier about um, mana or mana. And we taught, you know, we know the, from a Christian standpoint, and it's actually appears in all of the uh, religions, this idea of, you know, um, uh, the mana that appeared when, you know, uh, 
um, Moses was going around in the, the desert with the, you know, the people that were lost for 40 years. And I think it's interesting that um, I kind of I found myself thinking about that, the idea of 40 years, you know, why 40? Um, but 2020 is a four year, right? You know, 2020 is a four and a four is a year of four is a number of chaos. And, you know, there's a lot going on with the, the number four always represents um, that energy that has to do with chaos and figuring things out and, you know, upheavals and the differences kind of clashing. And so, um, and I was thinking about that being the 40 year thing. And then the idea that, you know, they were wandering so long in the, in the desert, they were hungry. And then, you know, God, the mind, intelligence, prime source, prime creator and our, and our examples here um, produced a manna. And, you know, and then, you know, I've done work down that rabbit hole before where manna basically is the same as anatomic gold. Of course, anatomic gold is a, is a distillation of all the elements um, that, you know, find their way in the soil. And so then back to the point of growing our food, all those minerals are coming up into our vegetables. So in essence, um, as we move beyond the, uh, once, you know, as you get comfortable with vegetarianism, blah, 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 not eating animals, you know, the natural progression is moving to just the minerals, maybe just eating anatomic gold, right? You know, in other words, it's kind of constantly purifying the body. And when we think about older um, um, portraits and pictures, you know, we, they always showed uh, people with halos. It wasn't just Christ that was shown with a halo. Um, as an artist and, uh, you know, um, uh, and have studied art history and have gotten my, my master's in that, um, I've, you know, there's tons of pictures. I mean, it was a time, you can go far enough back that everybody had a halo. I mean, the average person had like a little, little ring around their head, you know. So clearly, we have um, de-evolved from a time where we were more in connection with our light bodies and the emanation of light coming through our pores because the more crystalline we are, right? Um, our pores become these little um, crystal structures for which the inner light that's flowing through us, um, which comes in from the heart source and through the thymus and the pineal, um, that's coming in from the, um, the, 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 you know, the place of, or let's say the, the immeasurable um, place of creation. Um, it would make sense that it would come in that way and then be able to radiate out right through our pores, creating these halos, creating these light bodies. Um, so I just wanted to throw that into the conversation because um, I think that fits in to the piece of why, you know, people can say, well, why, why vegetables? Why things that grow from the earth, you know, fruits and vegetables? Well, maybe that could be an underlying factor as to why, because we're just getting to the distillation of all the elements and um, that we're, we really weren't designed to, um, to eat food, especially not eat food at the rate that we eat it this three times a day. And even, you know, you go um, to the doctors and, you know, you get your little checkup. They are how many times do you eat and make sure you eat every couple hours because you want to keep the, the um, metabolism stimulized, stimulated and what have you. And I find that's, that, you know, I've gotten to the place where I eat maybe once a day and I'm fine, I'm good. And what stimulates my metabolism is to go out into nature and walk because that's the natural stimulator of the metabolism, not eating more food and making the body more sluggish. So 
I wanted to throw that in there. And also to your point about the, um, the calendar, one of the things that I was sharing with you earlier that I you know, wanted to introduce next year as, I mean, next year, next week, as a download that I received that's, it, you know, is just a, a, another way to think about maybe this energy that's coming in had everything to do with the 13 month calendar. So when you went to talk about the lunar calendar, I just smiled to myself because that's um, what I'll be bringing um, in is, is the information from that 13 month calendar. So anyway, there you go. Wow. Awesome. Pete, do you want to say something before I jump in? No, go for it. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that, uh, Robin. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think uh, uh, as you were speaking, uh, Lee was just highlighting, you know, you were talking about the, the halo and the glow and, and, uh, and uh, Lee was just saying that uh, science actually talks about this. It's called uh, biophotons. You know, so this stuff that we're talking about, the light body or the light within us is, is spoken about in, in mainstream science. And they call it biophotonic light that is within our bodies. Um, and you can actually measure a person's uh, biophotons um, scientifically. So this is not, uh, you know, anything too obscure or too crazy. This is even agreed on by mainstream science. Uh, this is the glow that is within us. This is your aura. It can be measured. We can all measure the aura. So the aura is basically your biphotonic light or the amount of or how hydrogenated um, your, your soul is, your body is, uh, your light body, your inner body, your real body is. Uh, and of course, uh, if you look at all things in the universe or in our known universe, in this world, at least in this realm, uh, the things with the most amount of biophotonic light are fruits. Fruits have the highest spectrum of biophotonic light. So, you know, common sense should just tell us if, if our bodies have biophotonic light and they say you're very healthy, the more biophotonic light, because bio means life and photon means light. Um, so the more life light that you have in your body, the healthier you are, then naturally we should be eating more life and fruits have the most amount of bio photons. So obviously we should be eating fruits for more life. And then when you, when you measure the bio photons of meat or any of that food, there's no bio photons in them. They don't glow at all. You know, there's, there's no bio photon, there's very little biophotonic light. So it's telling you that, you know, that is not serving you. That food is dense. So obviously the closer that fruit is to the tree, you know, when you eat fruit connected to the tree, straight off the tree, that is when it's got its highest amount of uh, biophotonic light. And obviously, the more that fruit sits, the more it starts to lose its biophotonic light, but it's always going to be stronger than anything else that you can eat, definitely. So this is why fruits are for you it. You must eat fruits. Fruits are the key to everything. Um, if we eat more fruits, uh, the fresher, the better. Uh, the more organic, the better, obviously. Um, this whole thing is all about trying to prepare, prepare your bio photons within you, your light body, um, for this uh, charge of energy that is coming to us from, uh, from the universe that will be coming in. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to really, really stress that point. I also wanted to touch on another point that I think a lot of people will be wondering, because a lot of people will hear what I just said earlier on. 
and say, oh, well, I can't leave where I am. I'm in the city. There is 5G. Does that mean that, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm doomed or whatever? Um, I would say no, absolutely not. Um, you know, there, as far as the ascension goes, uh, for those of you who are feeling like you, you are on that path of ascension and you, you really resonate with, with this idea of um, ascending, uh, semi-physically or physically um, to another realm, but obviously you don't have the means to be in the places we're talking about or to the things that we're talking about or to be able to prepare yourself most efficiently. Um, you know, we're talking about scenarios of what might happen. And then uh, the rapture came in mind. What is the rapture? What do they mean by the rapture? You know, these religious circles that talk about the rapture. And obviously to rapture is to tear away, to tear something away. Now, the way we see it, you know, when we're having this brainstorming session the other night, um, you know, we had this download and it, it was so clear that, um, you know, this ascension does not have one route, like we've been saying. There isn't a one way of doing this. There isn't a one road to Rome. There are many, many roads that lead to Rome or to Eden, if you like. Now, the reason why we're doing these things that we're talking about, going into nature, eating fruits, and you know, going extreme, it is in a form of extremism where we're doing things extreme, is because we don't want this ascension to be rapturous for us. We want it to be a breeze. We want to walk into Eden without a traumatic rapture, if that makes sense. So how I'm seeing it is when this event happens, if I am in the right place and I have prepared myself in the right way as much as I can, when this event happens, if it happens next year, when and if it happens, um, we are able to transition from this realm into the next realm in a very calm and easy way. I'm able to uh, not rapture my light body from my physical body, but able to turn myself inside out, to glow, to allow my bio photons to, um, to, uh, to leave my blood, if you like, and then uh, encompass my physical body, become a ghost, if you like, that's what a ghost is, to become a ghost. And then once we do that, we can open a portal, like I'm saying, and literally walk through Eden, um, out to nature, in the forest, exactly like they show you in the movies. You know, you see it in all these movies where they open portals. Um, that is so much truth. They're literally telling us uh, a literal reality, a literal truth of what is possible and what could happen if, if we are in tune at the right time in the right place. Um, so this is how we want to do it. And then walk into Eden and it's a nice gentle transition. Now, however, if we're not in the right place and at the right time, and if we've not done enough of the work, uh, but your mind, because all is mind, your consciousness is there, which most of you are. If your light body and your physical body are not prepared, your consciousness has to be raptured somehow. Um, which means that your physical body, you have to shed it. You have to leave it behind. So you will likely die. You'll have a heart attack or something will happen physically. You will die. But your light body and your consciousness will leave your body, literally, again, like a ghost. But this time without your physical body, your physical body will remain behind. And then at that point, you will then be able to then open a portal and ascend but you'll have to be raptured your soul your biophotonic body will have to be raptured away from your current physical body 